Welcome to the Shift Gold Friday Gold Wrap, your overview of this week's precious metals news. It's Friday, August 14th. I'm your host, Mike Meharry. Thanks for tuning in. Ah, the ups and downs of the market. Last week, I was all giddy talking about record gold prices well over $2,000 an ounce. This week was as grim as last week was giddy. Now, I'd been expecting a correction, and we got it with a vengeance on Tuesday. Now, I'll be honest, I did not expect gold and silver to correct quite that much. But Peter Schiff pointed out in his podcast that the biggest moves during a bull market are generally down. Bulls climb a wall of worry. And along the way, weak players tend to get flushed out. You know, people jumping on bandwagons are also quick to jump off. At any rate, Tuesday saw gold sell off well over 5%, and it plunged more than $100 to below $2,000 an ounce. And it actually kept falling during Asian trading hours early Wednesday morning, even briefly dipping below $1,900 before clawing back later in the session. Silver saw an even sharper correction. Remember, the week before, the white metal knocked on the door of $30 an ounce. On Tuesday alone, it dropped 13%, and it bottomed just a couple of cents above $24 an ounce. Now, the good news is gold and silver have both stabilized since then. Gold seems to have found pretty solid support above 1900 and it's trading at just above 1946 an ounce as I record this podcast. So, it's well above the previous record it set back in 2011. Silver is comfortably back above $26 an ounce and it's currently trading at $26.59 as I'm recording this podcast. So, what caused the big sell-off? Well, really, it was a one-two punch on Tuesday morning. First, there was an announcement that the Russians have come up with an effective coronavirus vaccine. Now, this plays into this notion that the economic struggles we're dealing with right now are all about the Rona. And once we find a vaccine or a cure, everything is just going to snap back to normal. If you've listened to this show at all, you know what I think about that. And if this is your first time listening, well, welcome. And I think it's utter BS. It's bovine scat. I mean, just this week, I did a report on business bankruptcy filings. They're already on pace for a 10-year high. According to S&P Global Market Intelligence, 424 companies had filed for bankruptcy as of August 9th. That's the largest number for any comparable period since 2010. And S&P Global is just looking at large companies with at least $2 million in assets or liabilities. So this isn't even factoring in the thousands of small businesses that are going under. You know, I think all of the people out there that supported these economic lockdowns are desperate to assure us that it was not only necessary, but it's not really that big a deal. As long as we get enough stimulus, we can weather the storm. We'll cure the coronavirus, and then we'll go back to enjoying the greatest economy in the history of the world. So they're even spinning bad news as good news. Look at this week's unemployment filings. Over 963,000 Americans filed for unemployment in a single week. But hey, that's good news because it wasn't one million. Now, in a sane world, that many people claiming unemployment in a single week would be considered apocalyptic. But nope, not in the brave new world we live in today. This is great news. I mean, it's a sign of progress, right? Well, I'm not buying it. 
You know, it takes a while for the underlying consequences to become obvious. I actually do expect to see some economic improvement if we ever can deal with this virus, which is a questionable proposition in and of itself. But if we do, businesses will reopen. People will go back to work. The economy will bounce back to some extent. But eventually, the long-term impacts of shutting down the economy will start to manifest. The unseen consequences of printing trillions of dollars out of thin air and manipulating the markets with interventionist monetary policy will start to ripple through the system. That's when you'll actually see the big problems start to pop up. Not next week or even next month. I'm talking months down the road, even a year down the road. So I'm thinking more of a W-shaped recovery, except with no real recovery on the backside. You know, imagine a W with a really short stick at the end. So anyway, I've digressed, but that does bring us back to the second reason that gold sold off. On Tuesday, we got a much hotter than expected producer price index number. In fact, it charted the biggest increase in something like two years. PPI is generally viewed as a leading indicator of price inflation. And in this bizarro world we live in, increasing inflation is supposedly bad for gold. Now, in the real normal world, inflation is good for gold and silver, but we live in a world of myth, and the myth here is that the Fed will aggressively fight inflation. That would mean an end to the monetary stimulus. Heck, the central bank might even raise rates. But Jerome Powell has flat out told us that's not going to happen. He's not even thinking about, thinking about, thinking about raising rates. If you listened to the show last week, you'll recall I talked in depth about the fact that the Fed is about to roll out a policy that is committed, as CNBC put it, to ramping up inflation. I'll link to that article in the show notes page. If you ask me, the notion that the Fed is going to try to do anything significant to battle inflation is dumber than thinking we're going to get a coronavirus vaccine tomorrow and then dance off into economic bliss. The Fed couldn't normalize rates in 2018, a decade after the Great Recession. Remember that? They tried. They even started to shrink the balance sheet. And then the stock market crashed in the fall of 2018, and Powell and Company cut rates three times last year. They went back to quantitative easing. The balance sheet was growing again. We were back to Great Recession era extraordinary monetary policy before the pandemic. Today, we have an even bigger stock market bubble. We have an even bigger debt bubble. If they couldn't do it then, what makes anybody think they can do it now? I mean, eventually, inflation is going to burn out of control. And at that point, the Fed will have to make that ugly choice between running the final stake into the heart of the dollar or collapsing the economic house of cards they've built with monopoly money. But the Fed will kick that can down the road as long as it can. So the bottom line is to see this correction for what it is, a correction. Don't panic. It will happen again along the way. Nothing goes up every day. You have to keep your focus on the long term, on the fundamentals. I was talking to a friend of mine the other day, and he was pretty upset because he had recently gotten into the silver market, and he felt like he had lost a lot of money. And I was like, dude, 
did you sell? And he said, no. And I told him, look, you haven't lost a dime until you actually sell at a loss. It's like all of these people who think they're rich because their stock portfolios have gone up so much since March. They haven't made a dime until they actually sell at a gain. It's all paper profit. So the real question is, what do you think is going to happen down the road? Where do you think things are going to be when you need to start cashing out? Where are things going in the future? Now, some people saw the big sell-off Tuesday and they were ready to declare the gold bull dead. I think there are three key questions you need to ask before you start performing last rites. If you follow Shift Gold on social media, you might have heard this already. I did a little video on it, but I think it's worth repeating. Three questions. Number one, do you believe the economy can quickly recover? Let's say they develop a coronavirus vaccine tomorrow. Do you believe that the economy can really just spring back to life? Second question, do you believe that the federal government will stop borrowing and spending billions of dollars every single month anytime soon? Now, keep in mind, the federal government was borrowing and spending billions of dollars a month before the pandemic. And the third question, do you think the Federal Reserve is going to stop printing money, raise interest rates, and shrink its balance sheet in the near future? In other words, do you believe they can normalize? Likewise, consider that the Fed was slashing rates, printing money, and growing its balance sheet before the coronavirus reared its ugly head. If you answer no to any of these questions, trying to shovel dirt on the gold bull market might be premature. Before I wrap up the show, I want to touch on one other bit of news that didn't get a whole lot of play in the media. The federal budget deficit for July was only $63 billion, according to the latest monthly Treasury statement that came out, uh, I think it was on Wednesday. Of course, $63 billion is a huge budget shortfall. I say only $63 billion, simply because it pales in comparison to the $864 billion deficit we got in June. In reality, the July deficit actually continues the trend of unprecedented borrowing and spending we've seen throughout the year. The only reason last month's deficit gives us this illusion of improvement is because the Treasury enjoyed a big influx of revenue with the tax filing deadline shifted to July due to the coronavirus. All of those tax payments that would have normally come in April were shifted forward to last month. So the federal government actually took in $563 billion in July compared to just $241 billion in June. That was a 133.6% increase month to month. So the way to put this into perspective is to look at the April 2019 Treasury report. There was no budget deficit in April 2019 when all of the tax revenue came in that year. The Treasury Department actually reported a $160.3 billion surplus. And if you go back one more year to 2018, Uncle Sam enjoyed a $214.3 billion surplus. So in fact, tax filing month typically means a budget surplus. Not this year. The revenue influx merely obscured the continuation of the federal government's insane spending binge. Last month, the government blew through another $626 billion. That's $626 billion in one single month. On the year, Uncle Sam has spent a staggering $5.63 trillion. It has already eclipsed 2019 spending, which was uh, $4.45 trillion, by over $1 trillion dollars. 
and there are still two months left in the fiscal year. Now, here's the key thing you need to wrap your head around. This isn't about coronavirus. Through the first two months of fiscal 2020, the deficit was already 12% over the 2019 deficit, which was the fifth largest in history. So this was before the pandemic. We were already on track for a bigger than $1 trillion deficit this year. The pandemic has accelerated the spending. It's given the political class an excuse for the spending, but it didn't cause the spending. It's just like the monetary stimulus. It was happening before the virus. The ugly truth is that the economy was on government life support before the pandemic. It's still going to be on government life support after the pandemic. And all of this government support has consequences. That's why I'm not the least bit concerned about a $100 correction in the price of gold. Now, if you want to learn more about the potential consequences of all of this fiscal and monetary stimulus and where things are going, and more importantly, how you can prepare for it, I highly recommend talking to a Shift Gold Precious Metal Specialist. You can just call 1-888-GOLD-160, or if you prefer, shoot them an email at info at shiftgold.com. These guys can talk to you about your individual needs, your personal portfolio, and see if precious metals can help you shield yourself from what is likely coming down the road. So that is a gold wrap for this week. You can get more details on all of these stories and more and keep up with the latest precious metals news and analysis throughout the week at shiftgold.com news. And if you haven't done it already, you can subscribe to the Friday Gold Wrap podcast over at iTunes, on Stitcher, or on Google Play. You can find it on our YouTube channel and subscribe there. You'll find links to all of these things on the show notes page. I also want to call your attention to a new report we've just released. Will the government take your gold? Kind of covers the uh, myth of gold confiscation. So check that out. Uh, Also a link on the show notes page. Thank you so much for listening to the show. And I'll talk to you again next week.